Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Aloha! Welcome. We're back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, episode 387 of the show. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for being acquainted with us. Uh, If you are new to the show, I would very much like to hear from you. We have an email address, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Dot com is the email address. You can also call in and be heard on the air 949-464-TBLS-8257. We are running a new promotion, or not a new promotion, but we are promoting ourselves on the Podcast Addict app this month under the Sports headline or the sports category. So if you found us there, let us know. And if you are someone who uses an Android device and already listens to the show, download that app and find our ad at the top of the sports page and click it and unsubscribe and resubscribe and tell your friends and do everything that we ask you to do every week. If you are not already, you should also become a bonus content subscriber to the show. We do lots of extra content there every week. And if you're not a bonus bonus subscriber, you're not going to hear about the James Corden flash mob that happened this week. You're not going to hear about Dog the Bounty Hunter, who I'm told is roughly five feet two. And I think that is a really important detail to remember about him. You're not going to hear me talk about, me and co-host the program, Ed Daly, talk about Dog the Bounty Hunter's daughter accusing him of racism and homophobia and not inviting her to his wedding. You're not going to hear about this, what R. R Kelly's been accused of. And it's, it's not... It's not far from what our listener Kennard has gone through. So something to think about. You're not going to hear that if you don't subscribe to the the full show on our Red Circle page, which is available in the show notes of whatever app you are listening to the show on right now. So if you are able, subscribe to all the bonus content we do there, plus our extra shows that show up there. Lots of extra stuff there. If you're a fan of the show, it will cost you five dollars a month to subscribe i am joined now as always by mr ed daly ed what's up hey i watched a an interesting documentary that i wasn't sure i would be into and i got really into it the woodstock 99 doc i started watching that it was so many east coast frat boys and cargo shorts it was hard for me yeah to stick to but here was – I just thought it was fascinating because, I mean, first of all, what an embarrassing time to be alive. Yeah. But 
but it really was a I mean, kind of like a fire fest doc to me. Like yeah. I hated both sides of everything, but it was just interesting. It it was so much angry music. Very like so everyone was fucking furious. Everyone in the crowd was twenty two years old and white. Yep. And a man. I mean, except for the women being uh, sexually assaulted. Yep. And I, I, you know, the, the music reflects the time. And I just, I didn't think about it because I just was not a new metal guy. I, I certainly no. listened to Metallica. That was one of the main yes. uh, attractions of, of Woodstock 99, but it's but, a bad but, time for music in general, but I didn't, I just didn't think about it. I had uh, Fondy out back. I know. Revving the, revving the engines. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of noise. You know, it's summertime, so we got the windows open here in the Ball yeah. Lifestyle World, World Headquarters. And <laughs> we there's got a little ambiance. UPS is making some noise outside. But but uh, ultimately, whatever, whatever, most of the music was... <laughs> Unbelievable. Was, ...was angry, and yeah. everyone was so angry in the crowd. And it was just... It was crazy, and... I, I I'm no Durst guy, of course not. Uh, Limp Biscuit. However, yes. that fuckface organizer blamed the right. bad behavior on Fred Durst. He's like, oh, he was inciting a riot. It's like you hired like thirty dipshits to take care of security, right. and you didn't provide water and like just basic Insane. bullshit. And he's gonna blame Fred Durst. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. That it's, guy I mean, the was a greedy the piece guy. of shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A greedy piece of shit. I just thought it was an interesting kind of sociological um, study. And like, why was everybody so angry? I mean, we were not yeah. in wartime. Yeah. I mean, s- s- certainly the the rich poor imbalance was ratcheting up, but nothing compared to where it is 22 years later. No, this this was this was uh, the, the Clinton presidency. This, right. Th- yeah, this was the- this was two years before 9-11. Like yeah. we we hadn't yet gotten into this uh 20 year war no nope. it's Things just were chill. It's a, i'm the not saying sucked. nobody has a, an excuse to be mad about things like it's just the collective anger of everybody seemed to be upper middle class white guys who were like 20 to 22 years old in the crowd yeah and, and everybody it was... was furious they were furious i just again i i recommend it to watch yes. it like a fire fest doc. Like you're just looking at pieces of shit being yes. pieces of shit. But it's interesting to think of like, what the fuck? Like I know 2020 there was anger, but people were in quarantine. There was a, a hot sure. political, political climate. There are, I, I, you know, I try not to be an angry dude, but I understand why there was more anger in the last year right. because we're going through 99. We weren't going through shit. Oh, we're rolling. The dot com boom was going on. Everything was happening in ninety nine. <laughs> I, I and I'm trying to think of where I was. Like summer ninety nine, I was like a year into working for a living, and so right. like I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about this bullshit. I was. This, I was. I was wearing a tie every day and getting to work. Is this when you were working for that shipping company? And yeah, I was at La- Maersk. Lars. Oh, I, I mean, while this was going on, I yeah. might have had Klaus naked yeah, in my Klaus, bed. Klaus climbed into bed with you in Denmark. Yeah, he did. Unbelievable! What a story. So, yeah. so many gorgeous men in Denmark. Yeah, he was, I don't, he was beautiful, but sure he was. I, you know, I didn't want his dong pressed up no, against my back. No, that was a no. lot. That was a lot. That was lot. that was accidental. You know, sometimes people get blackout and they don't remember what they do. Everyone's like, oh, 
I I wish I remembered what happened. And to me, that seems like an easy cop out for people to be like, hey, yeah, I climbed into bed with you or some other person, but I don't remember. So I'm absolved. I'm absolved of it. And you know what? I think Klaus has to wear some of that. I think he well, kind of knew what me, he was doing. What I did was I I went to bed drunk and just passed out. And yeah, so yeah. when we when I woke up and then woke him up, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing in my bed? Yeah, and why are you naked? Yeah. And then he goes, nobody needs to know about this. And I was like, actually, everybody needs yeah, to know about this. Of course. This. Of course. Yeah. Or, else he, or else it could land on you. And then you're like, yeah. oh, you never told anybody. You got to make it known. Yeah. For new listeners of the podcast, about yes. 22 years ago, I woke up and uh, there was a naked Danish man in my bed and it was it was uncomfortable. I didn't I went to bed drunk and just didn't realize somebody was in my bed. But no, I was not. I didn't. Right. I don't. You know at least I don't think so. You didn't I, invite hey, him. You didn't if invite I him. if I did, if something did yeah. happen, I'm sure it was great because he was a good looking guy. Right. I'm. T- uh, this is a story that uh, is not. Um, unique to you. I've, I've heard this from other dudes where they've whoop, gotten drunk at a party and, whoop, you know, been on the couch and woken up to, be, to being fondled by another dude. You know, like it's, it's you know, it happens. Um, obviously, it happens to women much more often, but also happens to dudes. Um, Ed, update. Yeah. Couple updates. Okay. All right. Last week... Two things, two very important things happened. First of all, we discussed how I sold You're my, raw de- my, raw, my raw denim blue jeans, new with tags. I, You know, I was thinking about yeah. your story last week after yeah. our show, and I was thinking, yeah. I think that was an episode of Head of the Class where they were selling jeans to the Soviets. Oh, I think I do remember that. Yes. <laughs> Wait, didn't they get in trouble? Like they, they went there they, and they like. They were doing one of these quiz offs against. You remember everything was yeah. U.S. versus the Soviets. Yes. And the nerds from uh, from head of the class, yes. they, they uh, the big guy, Dennis. Dan. Dan oh, I was going to say Dennis Dan Blunden. Blunden. Dennis, Dennis Blunden. Blunden. Yes. Yeah. He's, he was like, oh, I can make some money on this trip. I know American shit is like really. Yes. Uh, valuable over there so he he brought he packed like a suitcase full of jeans Just got in trouble not yeah. like not like that guy that went from like pittsburgh or virginia that went to north korea and tried to jack one of those propaganda signs from the hotel yeah that was worthwhile that was a bad outcome for him still I believe he was a uva guy right still still something i feel like we could have gotten a little more redemption for maybe our Maybe our intelligence guys went over and were able. We got some Delta Force guys or something over there to avenge that college student whose name escapes me. Right. You, you, yeah. It it was a it was a kind of a a memorable name too. He I know. Had an, yes, I know. Like it's Casper Van Winkle or right. something. It was like it was <laughs> yes, something, yes. It was something like that. But yes. I mean, R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, yeah, I remember that. So I sold my jeans. And we determined, or I determined, that I had sold my jeans to the guy that directed the two Transporter movies, as well as the remake of the Clash of the Titans. Is Transporter, that's what's his name, Statham. right? Statham. Statham, also very diminutive, much like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Not a large he's, person. He's yoked, though. He's jacked. I believe he's he was a diver. 
I believe his background before Guy Ritchie discovered him was he was like a diver and maybe like a bouncer. Hartford. I mean, Mr. T was a bouncer. Mr. T was the king of the, he won like bouncing competitions. Yeah, they, like, you know how uh, in Roadhouse they talk about, oh, he's the yeah, best. The best cooler. Like, that, yeah. that was Mr. T for real. Mr. He T was, was that for real. Bouncer. But again, but well, and Mr. T, while taller than, much taller than Jason Statham, he's like 5'9". Yeah, he's, he's you know, not the guy. I remember he would go yeah. on Conan. They do yeah. segments with him. Yeah. Con- yeah, Conan had him by a foot. Yeah, easy. Like it's <laughs> they really set you up for fucking make believe. These Hollywood I mean, guys. How about Rocky Three? Unbelievable. Mister T versus Stallone. I, Dude, I mean, when we were little heavyweights, kids, yeah, <laughs> we were yeah. little kids. We were sold a bill of goods with Stallone. Big time. Big. And he's, I mean, he's, he's so jacked. He's, He's jacked out of his mind, yeah. but he's he's a little jacked. He's a little guy. He, yeah, he's he's a little guy, super jacked, still jacked. He's in his 70s. Still, and then too much, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You really need Same to be like that. Yeah. I, my dream, because I every day I work I work out six days a week and it yeah. doesn't show. Yeah. Um, but every day I work out, almost every day I'm thinking, yeah, when I get to be like 70, like I'm just gonna go for a walk. That's it. Oh yeah. And oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's, you know, creatine, yeah. HGH, oh, yeah. all this. He's really like building muscle mass to me. I, I'm just going to go for a walk those days. Um, yeah, totally. He's, uh, yeah, he's still doing, he does that. Remember he got busted for bringing in his like testosterone Australia? to, to Australia. Yeah. yeah. You can't, they don't like it when you bring drugs in Australia. I got a buddy that can tell you a story. Uh, so update. My genes were received. By the director of the 2008 Ed Norton, Edward Norton so starring Hulk. Did he give you like stars or anything, you know, like a rating? That's exactly right. Ed. Oh my goodness. Five star review came my way. Oh, that's perfect. Really you know, proud you of myself. Should, you should print that out and frame it. You know what? I think I might. That's actually a really that's good a, idea. That's a, that's a boss move right there. You yes. know, like when, pe- when companies make their first dollar yes. and they frame it. Yes. You post uh, that shit and you post it right by the like the, the front door. So yeah, like people yes. are like, whoa, five stars? You know what? Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll hit that's up. That's not his- any five stars. That's that's the guy who made the transport. Maybe I'll hit up his people for a headshot. I get a headshot. Yeah, you're like a pizza shop. Right. I get a headshot, a signed headshot, printed. I don't think he left an actual review. I, I think he just clicked the five stars. And look, this is a lot like when you have when people have that um that signed Marilyn Monroe autograph. Oh yeah. You know, headshot from the from the 50s and the and but it's it's signed with like a blue pen. And that's that's how you know like somebody at the studio did it. Yes, it's, it could be like that. Yeah, they, like he, they had, they had like a staff. Yes, like yeah, the old he, tel, uh, telephone operators. There's just a staff of them signing Marilyn right, Monroe. Right, right. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll farm it out to his assistant. But still, it would make a beautiful statement piece, like in the bathroom or sure. just somewhere in the home. Because you yeah. know, it, yeah. part of decorating your home is like you know the reason why people get art. It's it's to create conversations. What better conversations than that? Unbelievable. My five-star review with a framed headshot of Louis Leterrier, the remaker of the reboot 
of the Dark Crystal, which I believe is an elf-based. Well, movie I think from, I mentioned I, the 80s. I saw I saw Dark Crystal in the theaters. One of the first movies I can remember. I went I went to the theater. So that's I rem- uh, I, that's it. I haven't I haven't seen it. I just remember I worked I, with a chick. And one of the other guys I worked with said, oh, she looks like a character from the Dark Crystal. And I realized, oh, it must be like about elves. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it was like Jim Henson work. Oh, OK. Like a lot of puppet looking, looking people. Oh, no. Count me out. OK, here's the other thing that was a big story last week. And this has been ongoing on the show. We, we learned this started over a year ago, more than a year ago. Mm-hmm. Early, early pandemic times march 2020 actually our listener canard reached out he sent us an email and he had oftentimes we give life advice here and he needed he needed advice because he had started dating a woman and they'd been on two dates i believe the first time he reached out one definitely well i think they had been on two dates but two very successful dates for canard Yes, Kennard was dating this girl. She was, according to him, super hot blonde. She was DTF. They got it cracking. They went out to dinner. He treated her nice. He's a gentleman. Brought her home, and she just wanted to fuck. And they did that, and she spent the night. Then in the morning, she was ready to go again, but she had used, she got up to use the restroom, which is, hey, I do that in the morning. I want to brush the teeth. Then Kennard went in there to brush the teeth after she, after she had used it before they, before they rallied for the second go round and realized that she had seasoned the bowl, that there were, that there, she had done damage to his bathroom and made no effort to hide said damage. And it kind of, it kind of skeeved Kennard out. So he lied and said he had to, he had to work, took her home, but he wanted to know, Hey, should I give her another shot? And we thought he should. So, by the way, yeah. for the lo- yeah. for the new listeners, the sports comes right after the emails and the, right. the gift. Yeah, no, the sports. We'll talk sports. <laughs> so then, then it had been a year and a half, and then Canard reached out last week, and I would encourage anybody that needs to get caught up on this discussion to go listen to at least the first forty five minutes of episode three eighty six, because then you'll get caught up on Canard's situation much in much more detail. Canard reached out last week and said. Well, they did, they had gotten back together and things took a much darker turn where she, and I don't, I still don't know how to say it tastefully, but you go back and listen to episode 386 and you'll know, you'll know what I mean. And I, so all week I was wondering, is this real? At first I didn't think it was the real canard, but the, the email service that he uses is so specific. I've never gotten another email from this service. And while Canard had changed his email address, it was still from the same email service that is, it's just would be too accidental for somebody impersonating Canard. But then I'm thinking, well, it's the real Canard, but Canard's a bullshitter. I even responded before we did the show, before I had determined that it was the real Canard, which we discussed on the show. I came to that realization while we recorded. I responded to him, okay, Canard. I never respond to anybody. I responded to him, okay, Canard, in quotation marks. Right. 
But then we discussed it on the show and, you know, people were reaching out on Twitter. A lot of people thoughts. weighing in. A lot of people weighing in. I mean, it was a disgusting, vile, vile story, but so gross that it's no one could make that up. Right. And I was, I was struggling. Well, I sat down to, to make the document that we used to follow along with here on the show. And I pasted, I pasted the emails in that we're going to read. And I saw that Kennard has reached out. This is from him. Dear Brain, Ed, and Ballers. I can only say that every day I wake up, I wish what I described to you and Baller Nation <laughs> last week was embellished. There is so much more to the story and the aftermath, but I won't bore you with too many details. We hooked up maybe 15 times from August 2020 until Valentine's Day slash night 2021. Remember, Ed, that's it's, so, it's his like St. Valentine's Massacre. Yeah. So like twice a month. Right. She was a freak in bed. That's an understatement. But never, and I repeat, never showed any predilection for wanting an unclean ass licked. She was always really clean, which is why the greasy toilet aftermath was so mystifying to me. Like Ed, I thought and rationalized she just had IBS. Okay, now to the questions. First, I forgot. Yes, he got COVID from this. First, I did get COVID. I suspect excrement, but it could have been kissing. I like that he no. uses the actual, the, the actual scientific term, but I can't seem to, I, he's, here's what he says. I suspect feces, but it could have been kissing sex <laughs> or breathing her I'm, air. I'm going to yes. say the most 100%. likely was yes. the final thing you said. No, yes. or yeah, breathing yeah. her hair. It's an airborne disease. Like why, if you spent the night with her indoors, why would you think that it was the, the feces? It was well, fucking yes, yes, that's true. But I know dysentery, one of diphtheria. Yes. There yes. are things he could have gotten, but I think the airborne, the most likely scenario was he was breathing her air from COVID. I know. I, I think you're probably right. I'm no expert, but I know one of the things that health experts recommend when there is, when there is a quarantining, covid person in your home is don't use the same bathroom that's what i've heard so i don't know if that's really i don't know if they're breathing in the air but it's just other airborne things you know particulates i don't know i don't know hey i don't know the science said studies show oh oh canard does studies okay. show that fecal samples contained oh higher loads of virus DNA than did respiratory specimens collected 17 to 20 days after symptom onset. <laughs> <laughs> it's quoting the CDC here, Ed. Uh, researchers, okay, I stand corrected. Researchers, researchers said that their findings show the need for hospital personnel to carefully clean surfaces after the release of death of a patient with severe disease to avoid the potential spread of the virus from feces. Second, in the days after the discharge on my face, 
She called, texted, and emailed literally hundreds of apologies and said, she just let it go in a moment of euphoria. I really could not even deal with any explanation. (laughs) Then the day before she called me and said she had COVID, she sent me a text saying how I got what I deserved, that the bracelet I bought her for Valentine's Day was cheap. It wasn't. Wow. That was, that's a nerve. And that she wanted something more from me after all she provided me with. In other words, she wanted wanted to move in or something more. This is afterward, Ed. It got more problematic because when I was in the hospital battling the vid, remember he had to be intubated. Oh, that's right. She used my credit cards to charge a whole bunch of things. Hey, I'm not sure how she got my card number, so I had to change everything, including my email. Was Kennard, was Kennard with Doug Gottlieb? This is it. Oh, <laughs> you don't know how funny that is. So I had to change everything, including my email. I am in a better place now. But Brian and Ed, can I ask, is it crazy that from time to time I think of the sex with her other than the Valentine's night sludge fest? Peace. Canard in Kansas. <laughs> I mean, I, d- I does, think this, it, does this cement this is, it? This is, this is what I'll say. I, obviously, I haven't been in this scenario. No one has. This is completely <laughs> unique to Canard. But what I am going to say is... As terrible as that moment is, and the whole you got what you deserved, that's the deal breaker Disgusting. for me. Disgusting. But but what I will say is he was with her about 15 times. Yeah. That's not nothing. And that yeah. very likely created some sort of bond beyond like we're just hooking up every once in a while. Yeah. He likes her. Because like twice a month. There's something there. So I get like, it's tough to turn off everything forever and just be like, oh yeah, this this person doesn't exist to me. But what she said, he got what he deserved. That I, I don't know. I don't, that to me is just seems awful. Like the whole experience is awful, but that you got what you deserved. That is very nasty. No, but I, I think Canard is, is in the same position as that movie producer in The Godfather who who refused to hire Johnny Fontaine because Johnny Fontaine fucked the girl that he was fucking when he said, and I quote, she was the greatest piece of ass I ever had, and I had them all. Canard is in that position where like, sure, she shit on my face during a session. Sorry to all the new listeners that are just, have quit. But, easy come, easy go. But... Who else is, who else fucks that good? Nobody. She's, she's the best I'm ever going to, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to have a sesh like that. Maybe it was worth it. Now I would say the, the disparaging of the bracelet, the insisting that she be allowed to move in. There's a lot of cold hearted behavior that the company did. And the stealing of the credit cards as a man who has been victimized in similar ways. (laughs) I can tell you, I have personally never felt the call to go back to that. And I would think, Canard, that when you have those feelings, first of all, 
go clean out the pipes because it's that makes it go away right away. Then remember all the work you had to do to call all those credit card companies, change all those emails, phone numbers, passwords, and that said, and then get on Tinder and, and find a new particularly sexed up woman. They're the, out there. There's a lot of freaks the, in the world. All, I mean, yes, all of what you said, the only thing that I can think of, and I'm sorry to paint uh, Kansas in such a, with such a broad brush. So flat. But I'm guessing, you know, to me, where I live, there are people everywhere. Yeah. What yep. I picture of Kansas is there's not as many people the pool to choose from. There's some it's, farm honeys, though. There's farm I, honeys I, out there. Oh, there's absolutely beautiful women out there mm-hmm. and wonderful mm-hmm. people. I'm saying just the, the sheer number of people yep. is nothing like what I encounter on a daily basis. That's yes. Oh, for sure. There's just you know not as saying? many. There's just, there's there's just not, not as many. many people. I'm not saying that the degree that the people are awful there. I'm saying there's just not as many. Yes, I would say that a, a guy like Canard is probably very much in demand with the farm honeys who who's, might not have been allowed to date a guy like Canard growing up. That this, it's finally their time to do what they want to do. And I feel like Canard can get out there, do his thing, recover, find another super freak that isn't so much into the scatological yeah. You're imagining that every um, every girl is like the uh, the main uh, female lead of Footloose, right? Like she's Lori Singer. So yeah, Lori Singer. She's uh-huh. got the uh, the protective parents, and now right. it's, now it's their time. Oh, I bet. I imagine there's a lot of that in Kansas, Ed. <laughs> I could. I mean, I've never lived in Kansas, but I could picture. I could be wrong. People, maybe Kansas is a very liberated place. I'm not picturing it being that way. I could be wrong. Kansas listeners, besides Kennard, reach out. Tell tell us what it's like to live in Kansas. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. But, but yeah. yeah, my my advice, Kennard, is I, there's a lot of heartless behavior that went along with an awful, awful accident. And, you know, you can't yes. be with a thief. You just no. can't. No, no. A manipulator. Yeah. I mean, she's got. Sorry, she's got buddy. Lot. Yeah. She's You'll got have a lot the memories, but also some bad memories, too. Totally. Okay. Let's catch up. Let's talk. Hey, this is a sports talk show after all. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking 30 minutes almost. We haven't hit the sports yet, but we're about to do it. Here we go. Let's talk some sports. My name is Brian. They call me the other guy. I host a podcast show. I'll give hetero life a try. If you see something on my hand that makes you think I'm not a man, it's just my cool rings, you see. They're as sparkly as can be. I might own Troy on DVD. Somebody, um, somebody dm'd me a while back and they're like oh i listened to your pod you have such a beautiful voice on that song and i'm <laughs> like that is a song that if you listen to the lyrics is 
is making fun of me. And yeah, it's a lot of inside jokes, but that song is making fun of me beginning to end and sung yeah, by a man. Singing, you're singing that about yourself? Right. Sung, sung by a man writes a bill who does in fact have a beautiful voice. I do not have a beautiful voice. I cannot take credit for singing that song. That's our, from our friend writes a bill. Ed, what is going on in the world of sports? Let's talk some sports. So prior to Cam Newton's release today, this was uh, said, I think, early, maybe like Friday-ish. Um, uh, the expatriate quarterback, and I believe he's a uh, analyst of the Patriots, uh, Scott Zolak, he suggested that maybe rap music was to blame for Cam's uneven performances during the preseason, and maybe he was distracted by all the rap music, so he should turn it down. Is he – so Cam's the only guy ever to be released that listens to rap? Yeah, apparently Cam is the first NFL player to listen to rap music. Like, obviously, this is like kind of like a dog whistle. Well, it's a lazy, moronic. Really, really lazy. And I saw a bunch of clips this weekend of Tom Brady listening and bopping his head to rap music during practices. Yeah, it's 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 lazy. It's racist. And it's just dumb. Like, how is this guy employed? Look. I, I get that he, that that Cam Newton was an MVP that's played in the Super Bowl, and Scott Zolak was a guy. He was a yeah. He a, was a, he was a, a quarterback of the really awful yeah. uh, Patriots teams before they got Bledsoe. Like he was but, one of the reasons that they were bad enough to get a high draft pick. But despite his lack of bona fides, like th- nobody with, with with this lazy of an imagination should be allowed to analyze anything that's broadcast anywhere. It's a horrible thing. It's like, it it's, really it's is fi- a horrible thing. It's fireable just based on how fucking dumb it is. Like wh- whatever channel he said that on, they think you're dumb. Like if you're, if you're yeah. involved with Scott Zolak, they think you're a fucking idiot. If you employ him, you are a dumb person because you employ a very dumb person to talk about sports. That's how I felt about the uh, Don Imus controversy that time where he's talking about Rutgers totally. women's basketball. Yeah. And yes, it was horribly racist yes. and fireable yes. for that. Yes. But he was calling the, the, the women. He's like them nappy headed hoes. And it's like, yeah. even if that wasn't horribly racist, that was really stupid and so like unfunny. lazy and like yes. unfunny. Like what? Yeah. If you're going to be very controversial, you better nail that. You better thread that yeah. needle. And yes, I mean, Scott Zolak with the meathead comment like, of the year. Get the fuck out of here. There's like, enough expatriates that could take his job. Yes, absolutely. Totally agree. Fire him. Move on. Uh, Andy Murray has accused the world number three, Stefanos Tsitsipas, Yep. Of cheating during their five set battle at the U.S. Open, um, I yeah. apparently he took a long toilet break, and Murray was accusing him of getting coaching. You're not allowed to get coaching. This is this has been an issue. You know, th- you know who this has been an issue for before is Serena Williams. Yeah, she's this she's is the fucking thing. lamest thing in the world. It's a it's a dumb rule that you're not. You know, they do little like hand signals. Yeah, but it's, it's like it's it's tennis. Dumb. Like, hit it where they're not. You know, like the guy's got a bad backhand. Hit it to his backhand. Serve it to where he can't get to it. Like, it's, but if a coach you know, tells use you a that, drop shot. Yeah, if a coach tells the you match, that, yeah. 
Yeah. You still have to. But even if it happens during, who cares? Yeah. Well, I agree. You still have to. There's one on one, and each yes. person has to try to hit yes. where the other person is. I agree. I agree. And if the one, if the coach says, "Hey, they're not getting to their backhand, you know, fast yeah. enough," I don't even know you, what kind of coaching you can do. I agree. But like, yes, I mean, whatever codes you're giving, like, come on, you're either it's, remembering coaching or they're yelling it during the time. But it's ridiculous that they're so precious. What I would have a problem with, though, he was saying the coaching was happening during an eight minute. Uh, right. toilet break, yeah, which that's too long. I mean, five sets is too long. Also three right. sets, get out yeah. of here with the five sets. And then yeah. to take eight minute breaks, stop, stop with you being yeah. so precious over your sport. Get it, get it done. Well, it's probably pretty hot there. It's, it's probably pretty oh. hot and humid. You live near there, Ed. Yeah. I've been to, I've been to the U S open. Maybe you need to take a break. Five. Yeah. Um, but what the the key? It's a good time. I mean, like again, I don't watch golf on TV. I've been to some golf events; those are fun. Right. But yeah. the U.S. Open is kind of the same way. Yeah. In that you can walk around, and so you're not just sitting at one yeah. one event. And I've always gone like in the first couple of days because then you can just bounce around. There's like 16 matches going on, and you can just see what's going on. Whereas yeah. if you go for the semifinals of the finals, you're just sitting through the entire you gotta thing. Sit there, you got to sit there. A lot of times, those things go four or five hours. Yeah, and uh, come on, got to sit there. You got to so be quiet. He could be mad that the guy took that long. Yeah, but I just think the coaching controversy. Like, fucking let him be coached. Well, Who cares? Well, my only thing is my only takeaway too is this: is that he was this Stefanos Tsitsipas was supposedly texting his dad. And these, all these fucking coddled, fucking rich kid tennis and golf fucks, they're like so like they they just can't do anything by themselves. You know, they're just their whole life has just been shaped for them, and that you know, like you can't go the whole fucking match without texting your dad. I remember Rafael Nadal, one of the greatest players in history. Right. He had to take a. He had to take time off because he was too distraught about his parents divorce he was like 27 i'm not saying he's behaving like this but i'm seeing a ton of stories about steph curry's parents and it's like this is his parents getting divorced do we do we talk about every ex nba player that gets divorced like why do we, why do we have to care about steph curry's parents getting divorced and who cheated on who? That's no. I come know. on, I leave don't it alone. Yes, um, totally. But, but yeah, I, I just think yeah, you're right, and I don't want anybody wasting time when the thing takes too long anyway. But I, I, I the coaching from the crowd when people are like, hey, that's not fair. The coach shouted something out during the match. Who, who fucking cares? You still have to hit it where they're not, right? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, I agree. Uh, okay, what else? The rumble in the jungle. Uh, was a fair fight. It came out recently because both Muhammad Ali and George Foreman's camps, they paid off the ref. And that was the only reason why it was fair. Yeah, that's how you knew. Um, I, it's just nice to know that the Paul brothers didn't invent paying guys to take dives or go easy on them. It's, <laughs> it's been around forever. There's a very, I mean, the Sonny Liston knockout has been largely pointed to as one of the one of the phantom punches in the history of boxing i mean this has been going on forever it's especially bad right now where there's not even real boxers 
Now we're not each other. Real boxers. We're getting guys who do splits. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, so I'm not not a surprise. But it gives me a reason to once again recommend one of my favorite documentaries ever. When we were kings, the uh, the documentary about the Rumble in the Jungle is yeah. terrific. Yeah, fantastic. Big story right now because both college and pro hasn't quite started yet. A high school football team got smoked by one of the best teams in the country on ESPN this past weekend, and new details are emerging that a Ohio's Bishop Sycamore completely fabricated its roster to ESPN, claiming to have multiple D one prospects when they didn't. B, the online-only charter school from Columbus, Ohio, has a blank page when you click on the About Us section on their website. I love that. And C, Bishop Sycamore played Friday night in Pennsylvania before losing 58 nothing to IMG Academy in Florida less than 48 hours later. Amazing. Amazing. Like, And 58 nothing. it was like 30 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. How does this even happen? Like, how, like... How, For like, what? <laughs> Somebody, like there's experts on high school football, like ESPN. Sure. Tom Lugan Bill is constantly talking about what right. prospects and there's people like they were using like uh, Juco dropouts and saying they were high school kids and they still got smoked by actual high school kids just so yeah. they could be on TV. Also, I like that the um, that the coach has an open arrest warrant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, you know, it's not smart to do when you're when people are looking to arrest you is go on TV. Yeah. And it, I assume this was his brainchild. He wanted to be yeah. on TV. That's because what other what else is he getting out of it? I don't it's know. So like weird. I assume it's a play to get a job. Um, You know, like you're like if you're connected to one of these good players, like maybe your player gets seen and they're like, oh, that guy, that kid can play. We better talk to the coach. Maybe if we hire the coach, the player will come to our school. You know how like, like uh, college basketball programs always hire the kid's dad or something to get him to come there. I, I, right, figure, right, right. I feel like it's that kind of thing, but who knows? It's, in, it's an insane story it's, and it's shame crazy. on ESPN. Yeah. Shame on ESPN yeah. And I saw, they, I saw some clips and they're like, um, you know, we haven't been able to verify when it was 30 to nothing already 30 to nothing early second quarter. And they're like, we haven't verified which guys are actually a D one talents. And I, I, we're not really seeing it tonight. And they tried to, you know, save themselves and make it seem like, well, they might, this program might've been lying about their, their talent. But of course this was after they decided to put them on fucking TV. Insane. It's a crazy story. There are good high school teams near every single person who's listening to this better than yes. this this ragtag group yes and the and espn just gave the green light to any fucking random a school not it's even crazy. a school a school it's that crazy. doesn't exist insane like how like people would have heard i don't know yes what's next a, a sad story jay cutler he's not enjoying the modern dating scene i mean he's rich He's an ex-professional athlete. Yeah. He lives in Nashville. At some point, like it's he's kind of got that incel energy where yeah. he's like, he's like, all these chads are getting all the ladies, and I'm just sitting here. They should be liking me, but I'm just sitting home playing video games. And why aren't they coming to my house and giving me blowjobs? Like all the chads out there with the strong chins. Should I get should I get a chin implant? What if Jay Cutler? 
goes full Chad and gets oh. shows up like to because he's he'll probably get a TV job. Shows up to call a game this season, and he's gotten a full chin implant, and he's got like his brow. The, yes, the full it, chin implant. Yes, his brow is protruding, and he's and you're like, hey, what's going on? Did he get breast implants? Oh no, those are those are fake pecs. He's got fake pecs and fake calves. Like he goes on the incel Reddit and figures out like what what he needs to do to look like a Chad so he can actually get laid in the modern dating scene. I would love that. I was thinking Cutler just isn't reading the room at bars and stuff like he can't he doesn't understand signals and he can't figure out what what to do because that was sort of how he quarterbacked he had a good arm but he he wasn't really sure what the right play was all the time do you do you think he's like hey um hey bartender see that um see that girl like at the other side of the bar he goes why don't you get her um a send her a Prosecco from me. And then the bartender goes to hand it and another guy at the bar reaches <laughs> over and intercepts yeah. the cocktail and takes it the other way for right. what six. If, what if from, D- from the other Hall takes three drinks in one, one night? <laughs> <laughs> that could be the problem. All the way back to the end zone. Maybe he's, maybe he's putting it out there. And somebody is just getting hit in between him and his intended target, as has been the case. And he's like, this isn't the way it used to go at Vanderbilt. It's like it's like the opposition is a little tougher in here. Um, the video has leaked. Speaking of ex-NFL oh, quarterbacks yeah. in Tennessee, Fresno video State. has leaked. Of Trent Dilfer shoving and screaming at a player. I believe he coaches a high-profile Nashville high school oh, no. football team. Oh, no. Um, I mean, when somebody shows you who they are, like if you can't control it in that situation, hey, no offense. I got, I'm pretty concerned for Mrs. Dilfer. I'll be honest if there is one. <laughs> He, he and the Dilfer really children. showed a lack of control. Like that yeah. was shit my high school coach did. My yeah. yeah. Like my sophomore year, we had a coach who uh, or one of the assistant coaches that would shove you around and scream. And then even by like that, we're talking early nineties, this guy was kind of getting pushed out of the system. Yeah. I mean, it was normal. It was very common to like grab a kid by the face mask and like, you know, yeah. like be, you could be physical, but I mean this like, Dilfer's like ready to beat this kid up. Like yeah, he's, he's put, like somebody has to get in the way, and screaming, and yeah, he was a lunatic. Yes. Uh, so if you had such I mean, a maybe problem, fired you bench from that him too. Yeah. Yes, you, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's all you have to do, bub. Yeah. Wrong gig for that guy. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Well, it's time. It's time for Now Sports. Now Sports. Segment. Segment. On the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Now Sports. Now Sports. Now Sports. Now Sports. Now Sports. I'm talking about the segment now. Sports, 
Ed, what is going on in the world of not sports? Things that are big stories from the non-sports world this week. We got three RIPs over the week. First, Iron Butterfly drummer Ron Bushy was 79. Everybody knows Anagata DeVita. Oh, yeah. Which... I mean, it's a real anthem. Oh. Oh, in the pocket. Right there with the bass player. Pretty fucking good. Real classic. R.I.P. Nas, Nas used that as the uh, the hook for two of his songs. Oh, I bet, I bet. Uh, Thief's theme and hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop is dead. Both yeah. solid Nas songs. I mean, it's um, a R.I.P. Lee Scratch Perry, eighty-five years old. Um, he was a very influential, very uh, reggae. Uh, but people might know him from being name checked in Shore Shop by the Beastie Boys. Yep, he recorded with the Beastie Boys as well. Um, Lee Scratch Perry. It's for most people they think of reggae music as as the dub sound. He invented that. The, the sort of the, the sort of like the echoey, welcome to Black atmospheric thing. Like so this didn't exist fumble, before just be Lee Scratch Perry came up with it, and he's the you know. He's a producer. Oh, yeah. He was, lots of people loved him. Yeah. I have a big Lee Scratch Perry. Like, it's like a print, but it's like printed on canvas. It's in my living room. It's, this is, this is his whole thing. Yeah. R.I.P. Lots Lee's- of his stuff is sampled, and then, yeah. like I said, in a short shot, where they say, well, "I'm like Lee Perry. I'm very, you know, that's, yes, you know, that's exactly." Um, and then R.I.P. Uh, one of the famous cranky uh, seeming actors, Ed Asner, was a uh, a lovely guy, but uh, he died just a few days ago, and he was 91. So. How old is this fucking guy? Well, we know how old Ed Asner was. R.I.P. 91 years old. He was most recently, he played Johnny Lawrence's dad on Cobra Kai. I mean, he was always good. Always working. He was was always working. Great scene uh, on Kirby Enthusiasm. I saw the clip on Twitter this weekend of when he's a guy, he, he shows up at some maybe like a financial advisor and the guy's wearing like a denim shirt he's like what the hell is this he's like it's casual friday he's like it's not casual to me like you're managing my money and he was he just he was awesome (laughs) no and uh he played he played uh i've i've come across this with my uh my new book he played santa claus more than anybody i can see that i can think of he played santa claus like 
obviously an elf, but he played yes. Santa Claus in like TV movies. He probably was Santa Claus a dozen times. Fifteen. He was like times. he was like the Hal Holbrook of of Santa <laughs> yeah. Claus. Yeah. So and, I mean, uh, well, let's the movie do this up. Yeah. Where you? Oh yeah. You, the, the, where you want to cry like crazy yes. that first few minutes? Yes. He's he's the cranky old man from he's up. The, he's the cranky old man from up. He will do this in reverse because. I mean, RIP, great career, nice long life, lived to 91. But Ed, he played Lou Grant <laughs> on the Mary Tyler Moore show. He was the boss of the newsroom. Very influential, and like very well-known. Early 70s, right? <laughs> the show debuted in 1970, Ed, oh which God. would have made Ed, 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 or Ed Asner as Lou Grant in 1970. Would have made him... 40 years old. My four zero God. when he played that character. 40 wow. years old. Whoa. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and it's just, I mean, he looked, yeah. he lived a nice long life. But when you see him as when he's 40 years old, he looks 75 years old. So it's right. pretty it took it's him, pretty it took remarkable. him 30. It took him 30 years to look solid for his age. Like he looked solid for a 90 year old when I saw him last. Yes. But yeah. He didn't look solid for a 40-year-old. He looked old. No. Yeah, that's true. Um, this is a, uh, a delightful story. The Antwerp Zoo has clarified. They want everyone to know they have not banned the woman who was having an affair with one of their chimps. They've simply asked her to stay away from him for, quote, his health. This is uh, Antwerp, Belgium, I believe. So... She's not actually fucking the chimp because the, the chimp would kill her. I Chimps would think are the very chimp would, strong. Unless the chip, chimp is okay with it. What, what is having an affair? Is she climbing in the cage and the chimp isn't, isn't I mean, ripping her face off? That means we, she's doing something. Well, I don't know, Ed. I don't, because... I was digging. If, I couldn't quite tell. The, you know, I, I was trying to find a little bit offbeat uh, an offbeat website that would get a little more graphic about yeah. what was going on i mean this just, is this is an antwerp was, yeah in belgium anything anything goes there who knows what they're up to there that's a freaky place i heard yeah, I mean, it's got one their uh yeah. their santa claus travels with a guy in blackface right right there it's it's my understanding that uh what's the uh that not Martin antwerp Pete. Yeah, uh, that Belgium has one of the Brussels. great Brussels. That's the city I couldn't think of because I'm in my forties. The that Brussels has one of the most robust red light districts in all of <laughs> Europe, which is saying I've, something. I've been to Brussels. Wasn't a huge fan. Uh, Bruges is a lovely little city, and the movie in Bruges is very good. Yeah, yes, it is very good. Um, I just I think this is kind of like that woman that was on TV professing her love for the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. So you're that, saying she's just hanging out near the... Yeah, she's lingering. why are they telling her to stay away for his health? I mean, do, right. do the chimps really give a shit? Unless well, she's she's well, gotten in there. Well, she's probably, she's probably teasing him. She's probably like, he comes over to her, she hangs out near the enclosure... And you know, there's probably that big moat. I mean, we know about the moat. It didn't, it didn't do didn't much help. for our man Harambe. Yeah. yeah our in, in the Cincinnati Zoo. 
but there's that moat there to protect the animals and the people from the animals. But she probably but in, hangs. Yeah. yeah. In Belgium, though, they're not as trigger happy as they are in True. Cincinnati. So. They, probably have, they probably don't even have guns there. They, yeah. they probably have those dart things. But yeah. she probably she probably hangs out. You know, she wears like a loose tank top. I've seen it. She mm. no bra, no bra under that tank top. And when when the little do we know the chimp's name? I little, I just call I call all chimps bubbles. Bubbles. Right? When little bubbles comes over to the side of the enclosure, she flashed a little nipple. Mm. Maybe she wears a Poor short bubbles. skirt. Bubbles got to yeah. be so confused. Yeah. Maybe she wears a short skirt. Yeah. Shows a little gives G-string. A little, gives a little flash. Maybe. Maybe nothing underneath. Could be. Or, or, like friend of the show, Telly Tuput, maybe Bubbles is a leg man. She wears <laughs> no, those short that's shorts. That's not a thing. Little sandals. Oh, cheetah. Cheetah. She was blowing kisses. Cheetah. And waving excessively while describing their interactions yeah. as an affair. Yes. Yeah, there's. See? I'm looking no. at, and actually, uh, here's a here's a little video of Cheetah playing with actual bubbles. Cheetah seems a, like an older chimp. He's he's been through it all. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to mix it up with a chimp uh, because you don't like if you've if you've seen chimps mate it's not a super consensual yes affair as as most animal here's here's the problem the spokesperson for the antwerp facility is like an animal that is too focused on people is less respected by its peers we want cheetah to be a chimpanzee as much as possible so they're like Hey, fuckface, yeah. you can still yeah. pay attention to that weirdo by the moat? Yes. Yeah, we, we got other chimp business and you're not invited. It's, it's like it's like um, when in Camp Buy Me Love, when Ronald wanted to hang out with the cool kids, it wasn't cool. Yeah. Like it's it hurt your status to kick it with Ronald. Right. So you, you like either cool him up or move away from him. Similarly in the chimp world, they're like, well, Hey, what are you doing? Hanging out with that loser human? Yeah. We're, he went we're from totally geek to totally chic. Yes. yes. And then went back to totally geek. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Returned. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't imagine this, this um, Belgian woman is anything like Cindy Mancini though. No, I'm guessing yeah. not. Maybe, yeah. maybe today. Yes. She might look like her, but uh, Michael Caine spent eight years trying not to blink because of advice from an acting book that said blinking is bad for acting. It earned him the nickname Snake Eyes on movie sets. Eight that's, years? Yeah. That's so long. That's <laughs> so. Have you ever I've tried not to you, blink? I found you, Master Bruce. <laughs> I know it was 15 years old. Who? <laughs> Whoever thought a boy without a father. Um, We're so good. We're so good at that. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, it hurts after a little while. A a short while. He was doing it as much as possible for eight years. Also, what like what could Michael Caine learn about acting from a book? I, I appreciate always trying to better yourself and being a lifetime learner. This guy's been in. 
nine movies a year since 1951. Like, yeah, he was in the original Get Carter, but 1966. Yes, he's he's very respected. He's well known to be a fantastic actor. He's done it all. I mean, I don't think he can get it. I think the the book was kind of fucking with him. I think whoever wrote that book is like, let's see if we can get Michael Caine to do this shit. (laughs) We're going to make up some bullshit. See some shit? Watch Get Carter try not to blink for almost a decade. Yeah, it's like the it's like the um it's like the uh I just talked about the Godfather earlier. Like all that shit in the Godfather, that's not real uh Omerta right. things. Mario Puzo wrote the book, he made all that shit up. Like you got God, like you gotta Godfather. do people. Was yeah. invented. Nobody used the term Godfather yes. for mob bosses. Yes, the the Don, all that. Like he, you don't have to. You don't. You're not required to grant somebody a favor if they ask you on the day of your daughter's wedding. That's that's widely considered true. That's not true. It, it's just made up book bullshit. Just like don't blink for eight years. Hey, if you want to be a good actor, you better stop fucking blinking, loser. And have you ever seen a movie and you're all distracted? No. Like he really took me out of that scene with all that blinking. Yeah. No. <laughs> what? That's a I'm crazy always, bit of advice. When somebody's faking being dead, I'm always kind of like, when are they going to blink or what? Like, how do they do that? They I, I, I have it. Right. I'm always yeah. watching. And yeah. also, I'm always watching for the breathing. The breath. Yep. Is the chest moving? And I have to tell you, and I love this man. Oh, no. And he's terrific. Oh, no. I spotted Stringer Bell's chest go up and down. <laughs> well, that was early in his career. He was, yeah. He was fresh off being the doorman at Caroline's. Selling everybody Coke. Right. Selling everybody Coke and overpriced tickets to see yes. Elaine Boozler. Yes. <laughs> He's better now. Also, hey. he, could, he, was, he wasn't super good at not sounding British on that show, but neither was McNulty. Uh, yeah, McNulty was worse with the accent. He was much worse. He'd come in and out of it. Didn't sound very Baltimorean. Yeah. What now he's with on? that Lily James. Wait, no, I thought they they cleared that up. He's back with his wife. I think well, that was he just had a, a press dalliance. conference with his wife. Yeah. Anytime always... anyone has a press conference with your family, that's very Larry Craig behavior. First of all, I'm not gay. I'm straight. You can see by the grandson I have my arm around that yeah. I would never fuck dudes at an airport. <laughs> uh, what else, Ed? A woman was arrested for using a vibrator at a Georgia beach. She told cops she didn't think she was doing it long enough for anyone to see her. Police confirmed she wasn't drunk or high. She was she, just horny. Did she not have a towel? I, yeah. We, it's, there's yeah. less. Yeah, there's less. You don't have to do too much to just have a towel over. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we were kids, like in high school, we'd be at the beach all summer and we'd want to smoke weed and we'd throw a towel over our head and then rip a big bong hit under the towel. And like, you couldn't see the smoke billowing out of it, but still like we thought we were be- playing at coy. I feel like it would be much easier to masturbate with a vibrator than I would smoke so. a big doobie. I would think so. I feel like she wanted to get caught. Maybe she was, she's, maybe she was but, horny for chimps, but her <laughs> and thought she could get thrown in the same enclosure. Maybe she was reading like a immemorium of Harambe and she started getting excited. Something yeah. had to be done. Maybe she's, a, you know what she is, Ed? What? She's an over the top masturbator. She's, a, oh. she's Ed. You know what she is? Who is that loud cover? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Fair. Fair. Yep. She would she would have been fine if she weren't such a loud comer. She goes out there. She could have like low keyed it. You know, I hey, don't ask me why she doesn't have a domicile to do this in. That's not my business. I love that the cops were like, uh, we need to clarify. She wasn't drunk or high. She was right. just masturbating and long enough for the cops to catch her. And she used that excuse that she didn't think she was doing. This is a victimless crime. Like, leave this woman alone. Let her yeah. go. She's masturbating guessing, on a Georgia beach. I'm guessing she didn't do it in front of six year olds. No. She was off do. on her own. Yes, yes, I agree. You know. Yeah. Um, the Olympia Music Fest was scammed by a fake Jonathan Richmond. From the Modern Lovers? Jonathan yeah. Richmond? Yeah, the guy from uh, There's Something About Mary. Something About Mary. He's well, plays there's the, something about Mary. He plays all the interludes. Yeah. It is like if you're going to fake be somebody. That is, you can't say you're Elton John. No, you gotta be like a, a low key person that would that 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 a music festival would definitely book Jonathan Richmond from the Modern Lovers. He's you know he's an iconic dude. I don't. Uh, I I can't say I've ever listened to Jonathan Richmond outside of hearing him in There's Something, something About Mary, Mary or like yeah. or like other things. Right. But I kind of dig his whole vibe. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's like got a cool like. Very low key vibe. Um, yeah, he's like he's like an original indie rocker. Like it's yes, you know yes, before there was indie, indie rock sound. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, um, it's pretty funny that the Olympia Music Fest people are like, are you shitting me? Like we we got the wrong Jonathan Richmond. So what did they send him the check? They sent him the check. Yeah, and I he see. didn't show up. And and I saw the quote from Richmond. He was like, yeah, most people can't impress uh, impersonate me. So if he did a good job, good for him. How, but how does, do you say, well, this is like, Ed. I, maybe they gave him a ticket or something. This is like, right. This is like, well, yeah, because it probably, it's like, well, there's two things this reminds me of. One, my buddy that booked the guy from the smithereens to play his birthday party one time. And it was like wow. 1200 bucks or something. I think the guy has since passed on. Not my buddy, but the guy from the smithereens, which was kind of sad. Secondly, it reminds me of the time that a, a guy I knew got laid multiple times by telling chicks at bars he was the manager of the band Candlebox. Wow. Because it's like, if you're you, going to, you know, at you the can't time. Say the Rolling Stones. Right. At the time, you know, it was the early 90s. So at the time, early to mid 90s. So at the time, he could have said Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, but that would have been questioned. And, and the information of who managed those bands was probably available, but nobody would pretend to be the manager of Candlebox. It's, it's so bizarre. It's gotta it's, be true. It's got, it has to be true. I, that's like uh early nineties. There was somebody who was impersonating the backup catcher of whoever was in town. Yes. And he would go to places and be like, yeah, yeah I'm the backup for the white Sox." Yeah. Nobody knew who the fuck that was. And he was he was having sex with lots of women pretending I, to be the backup catcher. Yes. Yeah, someone once told me they banged a guy on the Padres. And I said, what year? And they told me very definitively what year. And I said, well, let's look at the roster. And I'm like, what was his name? And she's like, oh, Scott something. And I go, no Scots on the roster. How about the next year? How about we look at the uh, about the either, you know, one year. 
either way. And oh, don't see, don't see the guy you're talking about. I think, and this is okay. I mean, you don't have to fuck a guy just because he plays for the Padres. Right. You could, you could fuck you a could guy because you're interested in it. Right. Cause he works at a gas, like he's, you know, he's, he was fuckable independent right. of his, yes. of his job. So I don't care about that. I'm just saying sometimes guys are full of shit. Did you ever see the Jason Bateman movie game night? Yes, it's good. And yes. there's there's a, a situation where uh, one of the couples, they're arguing and the, the woman thinks she fucked Denzel. And then he has her recall the story. and He's like, does Denzel drive a Chevy Neon? Yeah. And then she thinks yeah. back and realizes it wasn't yeah. Denzel. Yeah, no, it's, it's, just, it's just a thing. You know, sometimes you think you got Jonathan Richmond and it's it's because you because Jonathan Richmond is an easy guy to fake being. All right. And, you know, that just, and so is the manager of Candlebox. It just happens. It's okay. One of the more perplexing headlines to come out this week, Sirhan Sirhan has been granted parole 53 years after assassinating RFK. So, I mean. What? I don't want to like get any like black helicopters showing up at my place, but <laughs> I mean, this RFK was assassinated by the CIA, just like his brother. John, right? And and Martin Luther King and everybody else at that time. I mean they were they were up to some shit. Does George does George H. W. Bush know his whereabouts on that day in Los Angeles in that Ambassador Hotel when Robert Kennedy was murdered? Because he doesn't know his whereabouts on the day John F. Kennedy was murdered. Is it how how I how is Sirhan Sirhan? And boss name, by the way, like, I don't want, I don't want to like give it up to an assassin. Right. But like when your first name and your last name are the same fucking name. Yeah. It's flex. It's almost as cool as God sham. God. God sham. God. What are the best names of all time? Oh, of course. Um, I, I would argue that the assassination of RFK may have been more devastating than JFK because RFK's kind of platform was about getting de-escalating Vietnam and just yeah. call, calling it quits then. Yep. And then he dies and yeah. Democrats can't put anyone up. Nixon gets yeah, it and escalates. Govern, the right. Yeah. 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 But like, it was just, a. It, I mean, he, the assassination happened in like August of an election year or something like that. Like it was, yeah, it was deep into it. It was not much time to, and he was the front runner and he yeah. hit one of his big platforms was, all right, we're going to, we're going to wind down this uh, debacle in Vietnam. Now, who knows? Yeah. There've been plenty I of people mean, who say one thing, knows. but I'm just saying yeah. if there was a possibility of getting, starting to wind down Vietnam in 68, that would have been very beneficial for America and for the country. It's it just weird team. that, that you know, it's Lee Harvey Oswald he didn't make it too long. He didn't make it long enough to tell his story. <laughs> Neither did Jack Ruby, for that matter. I, you know, I think James Earl Ray is a little on the. It's not like super intelligent, you know. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he wasn't too involved in the plan. They just gave him the gun, just got him from indigency, and set him up with a little bit of a life so he could do a, a murder. But this Sirhan Sirhan, you figure they would have got him by now Epstein style. 
Yeah, he They're, now he's getting out. And also, how do you get like I know the laws were different in the sixties, but how do you get out as an assassin? Assa- don't, assassins don't get let out. I thought that was the thing. Like a political assassin, there's there's no going back from that. That that's no. that's once you've chosen that, you're either on the run, yes, you get killed, or you spend the rest of your days behind bars. Right. John Hinckley Jr. got out, but he didn't he didn't well oh he killed the James Brady guy though. No, he didn't. I guess that he wasn't the president. Well, the the, the bu- no, but Brady, the bullet eventually killed him, but not oh, for right. like 20 years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fucked him up. But still. But yeah. But not for like 20 years. I mean, it was um, his cause of death. We should be able to go back and get him for that. Let's stay in the Kennedy family and one of JFK's secret mistresses has broken her silence with some sort of memoir, and she says her affair with him wasn't romantic. Oh, well, I mean, he just like I mean, she feels he, a bit used. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that was like sixty something years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be weird for her grandchildren to know that grandma was probably filthy because, yes, not be, not because of yes. her actions. Yes. Oh my god, be, because but because <laughs> JFK had probably one of the all-time dirtiest dicks of all time. He was, yeah, he was. He, disgu- was, he was disgusting. Wasn't he always getting shot up for, um, yes, well, I mean, he had the bad a- back, but he was also, no, he was he also was constantly right. had STDs. Yes, he was disgusting. So yeah. every woman, I'm not saying, the, the, the grandmother might have had sex twice in her life outside of JFK. Yeah. yeah. But anyone who was with JFK, that guy was a fucking vile, disgusting dude. He needed it. Slay FK. The guy just needed to fuck a lot. I would say like he was having a doctor treat his bullshit all the time, like constantly. Yeah. He had the chlamyd. He had all the things. The back was was the least of his problems. Yeah. He was fucking so much. He needed to fuck a lot. I will say this, like this woman's like comes out and I want her to like, there's no you know, there, there may be levels, but everybody's pain is their own pain. And I hope that this woman can get her, get her, whatever she needs relief from this, free of herself course. of this. But I mean, you think Mary Jo Kopechny's like sticking her arm up out of the, out of the um, silt of that lake and like, Hey, I had it a little worse. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't like Ted, Teddy. like good thing Teddy. you didn't go on a date with Ted. You know, Ted you may, just hey, straight up kills you. Yeah, you may have gotten HPV, but he fucking let me drown. You know, and he still no, became a senator. Hang, hang on, Brian. Yeah, he did yeah. go to the police station the next day. Granted, he was well rested and showered by the yes. time he got there. Yeah. Well, uh, by the way, he's from a very I, famous I, family. By the way, there there was an accident. Uh, we might want to go check see if we can rescue her. Yeah. Well, when the accident happened, uh, I think like thirteen hours ago. <laughs> hard for me to remember i was so I fucked up she i mean actually she, i wasn't i assume she held, held her breath for a while let's yeah. see if she could hold it for 13 hours yeah <laughs> i mean Fucking not awful good people not what good an awful people. family fuck them fuck all of them uh a beachgoer discovered one million dollars worth versus ah worth of cocaine in boca 67 pounds worth of yayo yes. I, what's up with these do-gooders i mean th- there's a pretty good doc, not good documentary, but interesting documentary about a guy that gets a, that gets uh, a map to some cocaine in Puerto Rico oh, and he's kind of down on his luck and event, no, spoiler alert, 
he eventually thinks he finds it and gets busted for it. But he, it was just the feds really set him up. They just wanted to like, they heard he said he knew where some cocaine was and he didn't actually know where, know where some cocaine was, but they arrested him and put him in prison anyway. Uh, what is up with these people that turn Wait, if in? if there was no actual cocaine, he still went to jail? Right. Well, it was eventually he got out, but the, was, I was kind of drunk when I watched it, but yeah, they, they scammed him, the, the feds. Somebody, somebody was trying to make a promotion on some, on a big drug bus. But it's, what's up with these do-gooders? Like, it's, I, I, will I mean, that's a, that's a lot, 67 pounds. I would argue, I don't know the math on this, but I would imagine 67 pounds of cocaine is worth much more than a million dollars. I don't know who yeah, did the math I, on that. I know. I'm just reading the headlines, but yeah, I, I would think, I mean, we're talking cocaine in terms of kilos, 67 pounds. That seems yeah. like a lot of kilos. I don't know. It's this. like it's like thirty kilos. Yeah, I, two point two pounds know. is a kilo, right? The, so do the math the, on that. The one thing I'll say about this about finding that kind of cocaine, I get the do-gooder thing. Yeah. Well, what what would I do? I don't even I wouldn't even I know, know where just, to go with that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who to sell sixty-seven pounds of cocaine. It would be like to. A, a you know, it, it's one thing if it's like that movie, A Simple Plan, where they find the the plane crash with the, yeah. the bag of cash. Yeah, that's just cash. You know, yeah. you lay low for a while and then you spend it. But cocaine, I I don't yeah. know. I'm just not in touch with the uh, the dark well, the dark web. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. I think it, I mean, you could. Yes, I mean that is that would be the place. You could probably do it, but you would need a really, you would need a little infrastructure. You would need like some advice from somebody that knew how to actually, get rid of six. Actually, yeah. I I know exactly who I talked to. I'm, I'm oh I've yeah, got I've got some uh, loved ones that are in yeah. in the game. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, That's- <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave it at that. I I will. I, I, will. I don't. I don't want to say anymore. I would. It does kind of remind me of the um, No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. where Josh Brolin he finds that money. And it's it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Maybe the Coen Brothers' best movie. But it doesn't occur to him, like, in the very beginning, that the people that are looking for this cocaine might expect, or the, not cocaine, the money, might expect to find it in the very exact suitcase they left it in. Like, wouldn't right. you think to maybe, like, maybe split it up, put it in some bags, hide it some different places. And then when you take it out of the bag, you find the little, it's the early seventies. You know, you find the little transponder in there that Anton Chigurh is following around. And then end of the movie, you get away scot-free. You're living in Mexico. What a villain he was. So good. Oh my God. Just everybody in that movie is great. Woody Harrelson, Tommy Lee Jones. It's, it's fantastic. Hey fam, there's still a lot more of this episode to hear, but it's only available to our bonus content subscribers. Click the link in the show notes or go to theballerlifestyle.com and subscribe so you never miss a minute of the show. Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Brothers, review with some movies and shows and others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man. You know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man. It really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread. 
with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.